Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. There is a new off-road truck in town. Yeah, that's right. And General Motors built it, and it looks impressive. Yes, and we're talking about 2022 Chevy Silverado ZR2. This is the top dog Silverado light-duty truck now in their lineup for off-road capability. That's right. Now, recently you went to the desert to sample this vehicle to actually take it off-road, really take it off-road yes. too, like some like long-distance off-roading. So you and drove it on the street and you did a whole bunch of stuff with that. So I definitely want to get to that. A lot of you guys out there are very curious about this truck. And I think you'll be surprised and maybe a little disappointed with certain things that we're going to talk about here. But before we do that, Andre, I wanted to give a shout out to our Patreon subscribers. Yes, uh, we always uh, like to mention you guys because you support us. Patreon.com slash TFL car is the only TFL page there. Um, you guys can donate there. But more importantly, after you donate, you can talk to us there. Yeah. So we can exchange messages, questions, comments, feedback. You can tell us what we're doing wrong or what we're doing right. It's like having a direct line to the truck gods. And recently we have Harold, Dan, Gary, and Dom supporting us right there on this page. We really appreciate it. Without your support, we couldn't do what we're doing right now. And one of the things we're doing is testing some of the best off-road pickup trucks out there. And Andre got a chance to do that. Yeah, and then this, um, so I, I had an opportunity to do several things at the ZR2 program mm -hmm. with Silverado. This is the first drive. Okay. Um, it was near Palm Springs, California, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, and I got to talk to engineering team, um, you know, designers, everybody. So, so it was a great event. Uh, uh, actually, they've invited many journalists, right, to yeah. this. But um, I was really fortunate to be one of them. And um, so where should we start? I mean... I also want to touch on the good and the bad, not just good. Yeah, right? I, I agree with you because there are a couple of things that are disappointing that I already know about. Um, but let's start from the very top, though. First of all, in terms of what General Motors, let's say Chevrolet, offers right now, not counting this truck, their most off-road capable full-size truck is the Chevy Trail Boss. Their most capable off-road truck is the Chevy Colorado ZR2. Mm -hmm. Where does this sit in that whole pyramid of Chevrolets? Yeah, so the Colorado ZR2 truck has been around for a couple of years, yeah. two, three years already. And this is its bigger brother. And definitely the Silverado ZR2 capability is head and shoulders above the Trail Boss. Why? Um, suspension. Okay. There's really only one answer in my mind. And suspension, of course, off-road vehicles are about tires, suspensions mostly, because um, that's where the traction comes in, and that's where the handling comes in. Of course, four-wheel drive system is there still. Right. Yes. And the ZR2 uh, basically uses a powertrain from a trail boss. So you would think they'll be very similar, right? Mm -hmm. Because currently, you can also get a trail boss uh, with a 6.2-liter V8. 10-speed automatic, mm -hmm. and that's exactly the power plant that's under the hood of the ZR2. Okay. 
A uh, couple questions. Yes. Now we 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 know about the big V8. All you guys know about the um, the big six point two liters. Is the same four twenty four sixty. I think it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so four hundred twenty horsepower, four hundred sixty pound feet of torque, ten speed automatic transmission. Great. Yes. Okay, so the Trail Boss offers other powertrains like a five point three liter and now the turbocharged engine and now too. the straight six turbocharged diesel, uh, which is one of my favorite. Yeah, no. and also the straight four too, and the new, four, the updated four-cylinder yes, turbo, which exactly. we still have. Yet exactly. Tested. Yes. Do those engines come with this uh, ZR2 package? No. Ah. Because what else do you need other than the V8? Yeah, I want better mileage. <laughs> I want more range. Okay. 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 That's a, that's an interesting um, downside. Yes, it is. Um, and I so, was I wasn't even going to go there. I just it kind of dawned on me so, that there's. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's, it's okay. No, no. So, so when initially the ZR2 was announced, mm -hmm. this was several months ago in 2021. Uh, many of you guys, listeners and uh, viewers, and mm -hmm. of course us at TFL, we we kind of expected a supercharged engine. Of some sort, right? Yeah. Because we knew that the TRX is there. Mm -hmm. uh, we knew that the Raptor is there already, and maybe the Raptor R is coming soon. Right. Uh, and Chevrolet did an interesting thing here, right? Mm -hmm. They they decided to just use a standard, an engine that they've, they've had, which is reliable, right? So sure. The six two is already you know proven out. The ten speed is already proven out. So they did not go for the top dog, TRX. Or the Raptor. Well, I mean, Chevrolet has other powertrains they could throw in there that are even more powerful. They have a Corvette engine for crying out loud. Why can't they put that in there? I mean, there's a lot of people have questions of why is this not trying to dethrone the Raptor or the TRX, especially given some of the PR stuff that was coming out of Chevrolet a couple of years back. Mm -hmm. Right, you remember that because you're the one well, yeah. who reported on it. Yes, so the ZR, there was something called the ZRX, not from GM. Mm -hmm. That this was the rumor, right? right? The ZRX and the X really stood for, let's go after TRX, let's right, go after right. Raptor. This is not it, not quite. Um, it's fairly expensive. We'll get to that in a, in a few minutes. Uh, but the difference that what separates it really from the Trail Boss and anything else GM has mm -hmm. is the suspension. And I love the suspension on this truck. So so here I spoke to the engineers, right? Mm -hmm. And this is the spool that we're going to talk about. Exactly. Okay. So the shocks is a big part of it. Mm -hmm. So they gave this truck a little bit more uh, wheel travel, which mm -hmm. is always great. Uh, about 9.8 inches in the front, about 10 and a half inches in the rear. Okay. So those numbers are not 13 inches like on the Raptor. So it's not a fully wide body setup. No, I uh, noticed. Uh, yeah, it's almost a standard uh, track width. It's a little bit wider because of wheel offset. Mm -hmm. uh, but the DSSV shocks is where the magic is, I think. And I asked the engineers, I said, well, did you beef up everything? You know, because... The Colorado ZR2 has that um, kind of a shock setup. Yeah. And I, I thought they just enlarged everything. Mm -hmm. And they said, no, not quiet. This is very interesting. They said the, the, um, the, um, the piston diameter is basically identical to the Colorado. They said that that was enough. There was so much capability in that shock system that that was enough. What they did do is they made it longer, right, because there's more travel here on the Silverado. And also they repositioned you know, those uh, chambers of that suspension system. And it's basically, <coughs> uh, bless you. Thank you. Uh, it's basically a, um, 
spool valve is a spring-loaded valve, mm -hmm. so it's it's very predictable, very tunable, and they have uh, position-sensitive damping, mm -hmm. which basically means um, the force that the shock is able to exert varies depending on how compressed it is or how open it is. Right. right? So, and that's really important because during this drive, we were able to go fast. There was a fast section. Like desert running fast? Yeah, like desert, like approaching highway speeds off-road. So like which, Baja style? Yeah, okay. like open, open Baja style. This was near Palm Springs, a little bit, I guess, um, east and north of there, east and south of there. Uh, and I, I don't want to say exactly how fast I was going. So you knew Borrego Springs, actually. Kind, kind of, yeah. But the, in the mountains. In the mountains, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I, I don't want to talk about the exact miles per hour. Mm -hmm. Let's just say you could go on a highway at a similar speed. Okay, I got that. Now, a uh, couple questions before I ask you a huge question. Quick question. Locking rear diff? Mechanical. Yes. So it's not a G80? No, it's a selectable locker in the front and the... In the rear and the front. Okay. So just like the Chevy Colorado ZR2, which is remarkably capable off-road, and one of the reasons why is because you have a front and rear locker, this has it too. Yes. So what I'm basically hearing is that this, everything that the ZR2 Colorado has, this has. Basically. With the exception of it's, it's larger and with it's, a bigger power train. It's supersized. It's more powerful. Uh, and I was just going to show you another page about the ZR2. Are you able to talk about your driving impressions? Everything. Okay, cool. Because that's it's, one of the things that was embargoed. It, and... It's it's all on the table, dude. Okay. Uh, now, rumor has it there were a few trucks on that run that you were on that uh, cut a few tires, and there were a few flats here and there. Did you get one? No. Because you're an expert. Uh, well, well, thank you. But I was also very, very careful because I was mindful of that. Ah. Um, and the reason why I was mindful of this is because... Um, is, I don't know if you can tell from some of the images we're sharing, uh, but there's a lot of really pointy rocks everywhere on this trail. I'm, I'm familiar with that area, and it's, yeah, there's a lot. And it's also relatively narrow. In some of these mountain passes off-road, here near Borrego Springs uh -huh. and Palm Springs, uh, it's narrow. And actually, I was thankful that I wasn't really in a Raptor or a TRX. Because they because are wider. Because those are actually almost six inches wider than this. I what was happened? thankful. So are you running Goodyear's on this? Yeah, this is a Goodyear Wrangler Territory MT. That's the same, uh, just larger than, or very it's, similar. It's, so this is, I think this is the next tire. Well, it's already on many vehicles. Mm -hmm. So the 35-inch tall tire on the Bronco, mm -hmm. a Sasquatch, uses a Goodyear Wrangler yeah. Territory. Uh, the TRX uses it. Now the ZR2 is also using it. Interesting. And, and this is a 33, by the way. Mm. It's so, not a 35. No. Oh. Are you disappointed? Yes. We'll talk a about little, disappointment. A little. Yeah. yeah. There, there, is, there are a couple things here that, that are really strange to me. Now, it looks like it's got a unique hood bulge. I see red toe hooks. Bumper looks unique. Grill looks unique. The side, it looks like the moldings that are on the fender wells look unique as well. Skid plate looks like it might be actually real. Mm -hmm. So tell me about what I'm looking at. So uh, the front end, I think the designers, and I spoke uh, to the designers of this truck, did a great job up front. Mm -hmm. Because in my mind, it needs to look special and unique. I agree. It's at the top range of their off-road uh, segment, and actually their pickup segment. Mm -hmm. So they did a great job in my mind because the hood has this kind of section, the double bulge on it, which is 
kind of takes away a little bit of a vision from the driver's side. Yeah, but they did it to look cool. Is there any practical reason for it? Cooling? No, anything? no, not really. It's yeah, just, I'm not surprised. But it has that kind of a kind of a industrial, almost like a constructor, like a like a toy look. Yeah. To me, which is a uh, it's a compliment, by the way. I, I, I like that. I think it's a great looking truck. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I'm um, I'm a, I'm a little curious about a few things. Are those sliders that I'm looking at? Yes. So rocker protection is there. They're they're technically. I actually forgot to ask how much weight they can support if they can support the entire weight of the truck. I'm guessing they probably could, uh, if but they're serious. tied in really well. Yeah, and I love the design of these uh, rocker protectors, uh, these uh, kind of rails, because they also can be used as a step—not a big step—but mm -hmm. they don't hang down, which is very important. Yeah, because usually. People put, you know, on a four-wheel drive truck, they put steps that hang down. Right, and it, it destroys your breakover angle yeah. and, and it makes uh, off-roading difficult for some people. So, yeah, that's – I get that. So that way, you know, tall people like you and I can easily get in there. Or if you're short, you can use that kind of as a step and it'll help you because this thing – it is higher off the ground than the trail boss, right? Exactly. A little bit. Not by a lot. It's mm. about 11.2 inches approximately of ground clearance. And the trail boss is like a half an inch lower, okay. so it's not dramatically different. No, but the trail uh, boss is already well lifted, so this yeah, is, it, so it this is, is an yeah. additional thing. Um, okay, so obviously red tow hooks and all the other stuff that's kind of groovy. This looks like a fully loaded truck because all of the ones I'm looking at have sunroofs. Uh, ex exactly. Well, so you have you have a sharp eye. Um, so. So first of all, let's finish the front end, right? Yes. So they did a custom bumper in the front. Yeah, um, similar to the ZR2 Colorado. Yeah, exactly. Huge cutouts for the front tires right. because the approach angle is important. Yes. Uh, it's over 31 degrees, which is really competitive. In That's segment. really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe not class leading, but very, very high up there. Yeah. Um, you notice the skid plate, of course, is there. Um, is that it functional? Starts, it's, yes. It starts as a kind of a trim piece, and it goes underneath as an aluminum skid plate. Okay, good. Somebody's wondering, why is it not steel? Um, they said because um, for what they've tested it for, it's adequate, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't know what's happening in the future. They said they cannot talk about future products. Right. Well, I mean, we know they've used boron before in some of their in trucks. In their bison trucks, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, so boron steel is could be coming, but they could never confirm But that. it's really expensive. Yes. So... What else? So the front end is very unique. I love that. What about the mirrors? The, the, the uh, mirrors are standard. Uh, the interior is changed. We'll talk about the interior later. Mm -hmm. uh, the side, the profile of the truck, you could see those fender flares like you noticed. Yeah. In the back, though, something is missing. Uh, in the back, I'm not showing you the uh, rear picture right now, but it looks ordinary. So Ooh. the taillights are the same yeah. as, the, as the trail boss, for example. The tailgate is the same. You can have an option for that foldy one, the multiflex. Mm -hmm. um, the bumper is a little bit different because they hit the exhaust pipes underneath it, so, not going through the bumper. So that way you won't scrape them and destroy them when you're exactly. going over an obstacle. Very, yeah, that's smart. Very smart. Yes. But it kind of looks ordinary. It's like it's, there's no sense of occasion. Like when you're following this truck, uh -huh. it kind of looks like a Silverado. So everything that I'm seeing from the front and quarter view look really unique and kind of cool, but you're telling me that when you're behind it, it doesn't look that unique. It doesn't. It looks like any other Silverado for the most part. Okay. It does have a ZR2 badge, but if you didn't weren't looking for the badge, you might just think, oh, it's a regular old Silverado. So I think they could improve that mm -hmm. maybe in a future model, maybe give it a little bit wider bedsides or different taillights or something. Are those 20-inch wheels? 
no, uh, 18s. Those are so, 18. Thank goodness. So it has a decent sidewall. That's what I was hoping. It was hard. In this picture, it's hard to tell. The sidewall is really important. I, I can't tell you how many times I see people going out with 20, 22-inch wheels and no sidewall, and they're going to bash around off-road, and they wonder why they've cut a tire or destroyed a wheel. This is much better. Oh, that's much better. Yes, I can see it now. So the image that he brought up, for those of you who are listening, is a little bit more of a profile. It shows Andre doing an adorable pose next to the truck. <laughs> and it, but it also really does show the tire. And that's what you need, a lot of sidewall. I'm thrilled to see that. That's actually a really good shot of that truck, too. Yeah. So uh, uh, let's get back to me uh, racing across the desert. Let's talk about you racing across um, the desert. So we were able to reach speeds, uh, I would say, 50 and a little bit higher mm -hmm. than 50 miles an hour, maybe even 60, maybe even more. And what I noticed, so there's one uh, instance where I was going pretty quick. Uh, Case was with me. Uh, we were also filming, mm -hmm. of course, and the video is on TFL Off-Road. Right. And we also have one on TFL Truck. Um, and there was this little washout section, you know, where sometimes water flows through mm -hmm. across the trail. And I noticed that a little bit, well, we're going fast, mm -hmm. you know. So I was reacting to it. I started to slow down, hitting the brakes, and I started to brace. You know, when, when you see an obstacle coming. And right, like, your body tenses. Yeah, you, you tense up and you're like, this is going to bottom out. Right. It did not bottom out. So at high speed, it just kind of went into this little washout section, rebounded, and just kept going. Almost like, you know how sometimes side-by-sides just don't care? Yes. Uh, going over an obstacle similar to this? Well, this truck was impressive in a similar way. But it weighs 5,700 pounds. I mean, this is a hefty truck. That's a pretty hefty truck for yeah. not being a heavy duty. Um, well, it's partly due to the 6.2 being under there and all that, and all the extra beef it has. Yes, uh, but I think that's the testament to the DSSV dampers. Yeah. Uh, position sensitive, once again, they have more resistance. The closer, you know, the, the further they compress, they have more resistance there. And I could never bottom out the suspension, and it made it more for a comfortable ride. Okay, important question some people don't know. Unlike the suspension systems that are in the TRX and the Raptor, is this one adjustable from inside the cab? No. Is it adjustable at all? No. Okay. So everything it does, it does automatically on its own. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, they, t they tune the suspension w in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And, of course, they accounted for highway ride, which this does really well. Mm -hmm. uh, they accounted for off-road conditions, slow and fast. And then they set it. So you cannot twist dials or push buttons or twist knobs. You just leave it be and let it do its thing. That's what it does. <clears throat> so, so you could argue that's worse or better. Mm -hmm. I mean, we could argue this. No, it, it's an, it, it, I'm curious if it actually saves money. We will talk about money in a second, but I wanted to talk about its capability as a truck. Yes. Thank you. Yes. yes. So the payload is listed at just over 1,400 pounds. Oh, okay. It's a little uh, bit better than I thought it would be. Yeah. So here's the thing about the Raptor and the TRX, right? Mm. Those are badass, you know, off-road suspensions. Oh, they're as crazy as they uh, get. But they're a little bit low on payload and towing, right? Yes. So this truck has a little bit more payload, mm -hmm. not a lot more than a TRX or a Raptor, like 1,440 approximately. Uh, the Raptor is near... Uh, what, approaching 1,400 pounds? And the well, it TRX. depends on the package you get, too. Yeah, of course. And this, uh, the more you load up those trucks, the lower the, the, lower the payload. Right. We've seen some TRXs at 1,000 pounds of payload. Yes, that's right? which just drives me nuts. But by the way, the ZR2 is already fully optioned. Mm -hmm. um, so it has a lux luxury interior. It has you know, all the latest tech, heads-up display. 
The sunroof is optional, by the way. Oh, it is? Okay. So you don't have to get it if you don't want it. Uh, but other than that, it has a lot of luxury materials. So that's already 1,400 pounds, which is competitive. Our mm -hmm. Tundra, for example, our long-term Tundra has the same payload. Which, and it doesn't have all the crazy off-road goodies this no. has. What about towing? Uh, 8,900 pounds of towing. Mm, that's okay. Uh, which is better, once again, than the TRX and mm -hmm. the Raptor, but not as great, of course, as a, like a Rebel, Rem Rebel, or, or a or Going 10,000, 11,000 pounds, right. you know. So without... this, the suspension is not really meant for that, and mm. also maybe some of the cooling you know, uh, requirements are not quite there. But what about efficiency? Yeah, I'm looking at these numbers. I'm a little surprised. My head is being scratched. Um, yes. So it's showing and, and on premium gas, which is another issue, uh, 15 miles per gallon combined. For the ZR2. Right. And that's with the 6.2. It does have cylinder deactivation and all those stuff, right? Well, it should have all the latest tech. All the latest yeah. tech in it. Whereas in a Ford F-150 Raptor, not the one with the 37s, but the regular one. Yes is rated at 16 miles per gallon combined. Yes, so that's right. So that's another little bit of a negative, right? That's a major so, negative. And the, the Raptor doesn't technically require premium. Well, although it's you a, should. It's a turbocharged engine. Yeah, with, I, I, I'm not with, disagreeing. Yeah. I'm saying, but, you know, I mean, according to the EPA numbers that you have up here, it's not showing that. Technically, the 6.2 can run on something like 89 octane or 87, but... GM really suggests to use premium for best performance. And it has the lowest range. That means it has probably one of the smaller gas tanks out here that I'm looking at. By the way, to compare the Toyota Tundra, the new one. The Pro. With the Pro, now that is a hybrid, bear in mind. Yeah. That gets 20 miles per gallon combined, which is substantially better. At least that's the rating. That's the rating. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. The TRX, 12. <laughs> and that's 12. no surprise. Uh, and we know this. We, right? we, we know we, that. We have a long-term TRX. Yeah. Uh, we see sometimes 13. Yep. So that's, that's, that's very, very possible, of course. So we'll, we're, we'll be testing this more because we still haven't done a lot of testing on the new TRD Pro. I agree. Uh, of course, we need the ZR2, right? Yes. Um, and then the new Raptor, well, hopefully we can get a hold of one as well. Okay, so, so far, I'm, um, the things that I'm absolutely thrilled about, I think the suspension system from everything you've said and how giddy you were when you came back from that event, Yeah. the suspension system, the drivetrain, in terms of off-road capability, phenomenal. Excellent, excellent yes. setup. Basically point and shoot. You don't have to worry about doing any settings or anything else. It does its own thing, and it does it really well. Great to hear. I'm a little disappointed. Yes, I see the arrow pointing to the thing. So for those of you listening, he had to point I, out an I arrow. I interrupted you. Yeah, apologies. it was important. Um, I think it looks really good. It's probably the best-looking version of a Chevrolet Silverado that I've seen. I think a lot of people don't like the front bumper on the regular ones. The ZR2 this is way different. Yeah. bumper is so cool. Yeah. And it just it really looks purpose-built. So all of that is cool. But there are negatives straight off the bat. It's not very efficient. Doesn't tow as good as perhaps it could. Maybe it doesn't hold as much as it could. What's the price? Well, before we get there. Uh, okay. We're before we get the price. Uh, um, the reason why I pointed to the arrow, uh, in case you're listening. So I did a video on TFL truck where I kind of showed the truck mm -hmm. inside and out. And what str struck me, the well, the second thing that struck me, other than the suspension, was the sound. 
Uh, GM did a really good job on the exhaust system. Ah. Obviously, it's a V8. Mm. It doesn't need a lot of help. That 6.2 always sounds yeah. good. So, but in some of the luxury trucks they have, like the High Country and some of the GMC Sierras, mm-hmm. it's kind of subdued, right? Yes, I agree. It kind of, you know, it's it's there. You know, it's there, but it's kind of in the background. Definitely muffled. I'll uh, give you that. This is not in the background. Ooh. And also, so they tuned the, uh, the sound a little bit louder than some other models. And it's not piped in like some people no, or anything like no, that. No, no, right? it's, okay. it's real. Okay. Um, and there's an accessory system. Oh. There's a Chevy Performance accessory. By the way, all this truck, the suspension components and stuff, mm-hmm. were race proven, right? Um, the whole racing team did Best of the Desert series. We followed it yes. uh, for years, right? So a lot of these components were proven. That's another point about this truck is that... Maybe that's why they didn't do the supercharger or something else, because they've proven the, a lot of these components in hard racing. Right, and so we are talking longevity and all that. Yeah, I think durability was mm-hmm. what, something that they went after. Gotcha. And the accessory system you can buy from Chevy Performance. Mwah. Remember, uh, we had the blue Ram Rebel GT yes, recently. A, yeah, pretty truck. Yes, and remember that Mopar exhaust system? Mm-hmm. How throaty it was. Yeah, it, was, it, it sounded great. This is basically the same thing. Ah. So you start it, it barks up to life like a TRX, and mm. you can listen to it in a TFL truck video. Uh-huh. It, you know how TRX starts? It just, it just comes to life. This comes to life the same way, then it settles down, and then wide open, it sounds really good. I'm I'm really looking forward to running that thing wide open. I, I love a good exhaust note. So yeah, that's that's great. So that's a great, very positive thing about this truck. Okay, so we should probably balance this with some negatives because I already mentioned a few that I had right off the bat. Okay, before we get to the price, another one negative, or actually two underneath. Mm-hmm. So you know me, I, I like to get on, under the truck. Yes, you get under all fours and I, then crawl. I learned from Mr. Truck. Yeah. Um, he likes to get it under the truck. Actually, it was, it was the Chevy event that he got busted at when people were yelling at him not to look at the death tank or whatever. <laughs> I remember that. They almost dragged him out by his boots. So, uh, yeah, you learn from the best. Yes. Uh, well, because we're, we're truck guys, right? Yeah. Uh, we want to know exactly what's happening. It's so, nice to see the nuts and bolts and how they go together. So we mentioned some skid plates. Mm-hmm. The gas tank, for some reason, at least on the trucks I saw, these kind of pre-production trucks mm-hmm. did not have a skid plate on the gas tank. Plastic tank or steel tank? Uh, plastic, okay. uh, composite, right? Composite. So I was a little concerned by that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one question that's outstanding. Did you talk uh, to the engineers about that? No, I didn't get a ch- chance to really dig into that question. Curse you, Andre. Okay, yeah. I Sorry agree. about no, that. No, no, no. So, so that's that's on my home on my to-do list. Okay. Uh, also, what's not on my to-do list, I also noticed that, you know how in Colorado ZR2, one of the complaints was the shock mounts are hanging below? Yeah, actually the spools, shocks themselves are really low on the mounts. In the rear axle, as, And right? you can catch them as you're going over rocks. Same thing. Same thing here. I thought that that would be the same thing, but these are larger tires and wheels, aren't they? So yeah, so more it does have a clearance. little bit of natural ground clearance. Right, but, but you they, still could hook up on, you know, or, or clip them. In, in theory. So what some people have done as a solution to the shock mounts in the rear axle hanging a little low, making a little, like, slidey skid plates. Like I've seen sliders, those. Right? Yeah, either aluminum or steel, and, yeah. and they're basically just a little, a little dip. And they go over it, and they just they shield them just a little bit. Yeah, so you could do the same thing here. Uh, I don't know exactly all the science that goes behind 
you know, why it's there, you know, why why are the mounts in the position where they are? Right. It has to do with everything like shock damping and articulation. Oh, I'm sure balance and everything uh, else too, uh, and weight yeah. distribution. So, but but some others, like for example, Ford uh, pushes the shock mounts a little bit further out. Yeah, almost as right. far out as they can go without yeah. creating a problem with the tire. Yeah, uh, this is a different setup. So that was a slight negative to me. Mm, gotcha. Uh, b because even though the ground clearance is pretty good, yeah. uh, those shocks are still hanging down. I'm very curious. It's so interesting when two different automakers come to the same conclusion with two completely different approaches. You know, mm -hmm. that, you know, well, we need a shock that does this, this, and this. Chevy does this. Ford does that. Completely different way of doing it. Still to make a truck dominant off-road. Um, okay, keep going with the, your negatives. Because we, so, we got to get to the price before these. So that's about it. And the, the interior is, is really positive. So the so interior is the... Up Dated recent interior, right? Totally. The dashboard is f completely redesigned. It's uh -huh. got that big 13.4 inch screen in the center. It's yeah. horizontal. So it's very similar to like the uh, Suburban. And exactly. It's, it's yeah. similar to that. Um, uh, the screens are now a little bit bigger than even the Suburban ones. Mm -hmm. And it's similar, not in the design, but kind of in the tech to the Hummer. Mm. So the Hummer is also. Um, I got a chance to drive that. Yes, you uh, did. And we can now I can completely talk about that as well. The Hummer is a EV truck is a different animal because of its electrification. But but on the inside, I could notice some similarities in the like the infotainment system. Mm -hmm. You know, some of the uh, icons are the same, obviously, gotcha. and stuff like that. Some of the tr some of the um, buttons. Um, and one cool thing about the truck, also all the 360 degree camera views because they're really good at that. I love having that on an off-road truck. Yeah, because the hood is tall. We mentioned yes. that. Yes, it is. So the cam cameras help, right? Cameras are helping. So out there is a, a camera up front for you going up and over obstacles. I got to tell you, that's now becoming standard tech on a lot of off-road trucks, and I love it. I love having that. And really, it's kind of critical on something like this. Considering how high hoods are getting nowadays and how big trucks are compared to what they were just 10 years ago, yes. Yes, yeah. it's needed. So, so that's there, and the tech is good. Uh, these trucks were equipped with heads-up displays and ventilated and heated seats, oh, yeah. uh, heated steering wheel. And by the way, the seat is redesigned. I'm so, glad to hear that because yeah. our buddy Tim has a, actually is calling a holy war against General Motors with their <laughs> old seat design from their previous model. Yes. And he says that when he drives uh, GM trucks, he has to actually use a pillow. It's also the fact that he's incredibly short, but <laughs> he needs a pillow when, when he rides in these trucks because he's uncomfortable. Um, okay, so we've covered that. We've covered what sounds like a very good off-road experience that you had. Am I correct? Uh, yeah. Um Beautiful, fast speed, uh, great, uh, really, really great handling. Slow speed was good. Traction was amazing. Traction was amazing. Okay, really good traction. Yes, lockers, really, lockers, everything. Really, yeah, four really, low, you name it. And with that much power and torque, it probably had no problem getting up and over most yeah, obstacles. I don't think they put and, you on anything really and hard. And also low end torque. This yeah. engine is really good at this. Um, it's not a diesel, mm -hmm. but it still has a gobs of low end. Well, it torque. comes in at like to like a well, like three thousand uh, RPM. Well, uh, I think the maximum torque is at like four thousand, but you could feel a lot of it already lower. Twenty seven hundred RPM is where like you get something like maximum power, maximum torque, or something something like that. It's, but that's I mean it's yes, it's not a diesel which does it at like under two thousand, but nonetheless, first of all, you have the amazing exhaust note. 
as you're climbing up and over things. And, you know, this is actually very Blah. interesting. Yeah, but here's an interesting point before we get to price. Um, an exhaust note is an important thing to have because as you're leaning out or as you're going up and over something, you're not looking at your tack. You're not really paying attention to that. You're going by feel. Yeah. So when you're going up and over a rock and you accelerate a little bit, you want to hear the engine spool up as you're going up and over that right. rock. And I think that's huge that you're able to really hear it in a truck like this. So just as people think that V8s are no longer in vogue, Chevrolet goes and makes theirs sound really awesome. I'm very happy about that. Yeah, so they have both. They have the Hummer electric truck, which, which by the way, has sound augmentation in, yes. the, in the Hummer because it kind of tries to let you know what you're doing. Yes. This is real. Uh, the sound is real. So it's like two different worlds. It's completely different directions. Going and they came out back to back. Exactly, exactly. So they're... Yes, so... I wonder right how many people on one team actually work for the other team type thing because it is GM, right? So a lot of the similar guys because uh, they were going after performance, mm -hmm. right? And Chevy performance team is not a big team. I mean, I don't know how many people are on it, but yeah. these are you know high high end guys and gals who are actually designing these trucks. So speaking of high end, I am uh -huh. looking at the price, and yes. I'm thinking to myself, what are you thinking? It's really pricey. <laughs> It's, yes, it's so it's just under the uh, base price for a Raptor. Yeah, that so, surprises me. So the base price after destination charges on the ZR2 Silverado is sixty nine thousand two hundred forty five dollars. Jeez, I was hoping in the back of my mind that they would go in the low sixties. That's what I was hoping too. High fifties, low sixties for the base yeah, price. Yeah. Um, but yeah. they chose to load it up with options, right? Mm, like yeah. we mentioned, the technology, all the luxury Other features. Other than the sunroof, everything else is standard. Uh, basically, yeah. for the most part. Uh, a fully loaded ZR2, if you add the, the sunroof, the rear camera mirror, if you add the, the fancy tailgate, if you add the side steps, you know, mm -hmm. the rock rails, you can get that up to about 73. But that's it. There's not much more you can do to it. Now, I know for a fact that you can easily get a Raptor in the 80s. This yes. is, we're not talking markups here either. No, we're no, no markups. Yeah. So we're talking MSRPs. The F-150 Raptor for 2022 starts at 70370 which is just about $1,100 more yeah. than the ZR2. Which is what, that's really disappointing. Um, because the Raptor it, visually is so much more, right? I mean, it... Well, it's wider. It has kind of a wider, presence. It's yeah. wider. It has more of a presence. It's a completely unique suspension system. A complete, you know, A-arms, everything, all of it, all of it. And then you can go up to the big 37, which is a which complete, is, yeah. Yeah. Of course, the Raptor on 37 starts in like $80,000 range. Right. It's quite a bit higher. Uh, but speaking of higher pricing, TRX now starts at 78675 It's still very popular. Mm -hmm. By the way, a local dealer, Johnson Auto Plaza, yeah. um, I just saw about 10 of them there. Really? 10 TRXs. Wow. Uh, they're, they're pumping them through and they're, they're selling, selling, selling. So a TRX could be close to 100K. Oh, uh, easily. MS, MSRP. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's, once again, before markups. So the, the, the TRX is significantly more expensive than the Chevrolet, but it's also significantly more beefy than the Chevrolet. But you have another vehicle here, which I do think competes directly with it, or close. Mm -hmm. And that's a Toyota Tundra TRD Pro, which you have had some experience with. The TRD Pro has a starting price that's less than $1,000 under the ZR2. So yeah. I think that's competitive. So I think these two, the TRD Pro Tundra and the ZR2, 
uh, Silverado will be going head-to-head in many people's uh, shopping decisions. But what about the Ford F-150 trimmer? So the reason why I don't, didn't put them on my initial comparison sheet, mm-hmm. by the way, the Tundra TRD Pro price was 68500 Right. Um, the reason why I didn't put the Tremor and the Rebel and the Pro 4X Nissan here is because those start way lower. Way lower. Um, although the Tremor starts at like, what, 53 mm-hmm. 54 You could load up a Tremor into the $70,000 range. Yes, yes, you can. So technically it should be on this list. Uh, I just wanted to focus a little bit more on the starting price. Mm-hmm. And the same thing is happening with the Rebel. The Rebel starts in the 50s, low 50s. Mm-hmm. And then the Rebel GT, GT drove, yeah. was like 72 grand Yeah, or exactly, like which that. drove me nuts. And a lot of you viewers out there were displeased about it too, and I would agree with you. So that is in the Chevy Silverado ZR2 territory, yet that GT, as, as cool as it was, not as comprehensive for off-roading in terms of equipment as the ZR2 is. ZR2 really is in an interesting fuzzy category because it sits below, in my mind, it still sits below the uh, TRX and the Raptor. I would would agree. Yeah. I would agree. And what would get it up there, what would give it that extra bump would be something like a supercharger or turbochargers or something like that. And maybe a wider suspension. Perhaps. Or more, you know, more articulation. But... uh, Those two things aside, we are talking about a vehicle that has unique axles, has unique, you know, with lockers, it has unique suspension, has unique armor, it has unique, some unique body panels. So there's a lot going on with the ZR2. It's interesting. We both thought that they would try to compete directly with Ford and Ram. And they... At the topest level. At at the the highest level. level. Right. And they decided not to do that. Right. And so it's kind of its own animal in a way. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm kind of curious about that. I'm very curious to, to see how it drives a, as an everyday driver. That's the one problem with both the TRX and the uh, Raptor. They're not really everyday drivers by the same you know, measure. They're, they're really wide. I've driven both of them on the freeways, through parking lots, trying to park them in garages. They're just huge. <laughs> yeah. This is the same size as basically a regular um, Pretty much. I mean, it's not know, much 50, taller and it's not much wider. No, exactly. Uh, and so I'm curious to see if that makes that big of a difference. I think it might. So maybe that's what GM was thinking. You Perhaps. Know, maybe they wanted, you know, maintain some of the towing and payloads, mm-hmm. you know, kind of stay within that realm. Uh, don't make it insanely wide and big, right? Because they have the Hummer for that. <laughs> well, yeah, and the Hummer is just extreme in every yeah. possible way. Yeah. So, so this is quite interesting, and I do agree with you. I think the TRD Pro Tundra starts at almost the same price. Exactly. It has very similar It has a rear locker. It doesn't have a front locker, though. Exactly. Yeah, but it does have, the, of course, the traction control systems right. and all that stuff. Um, uh, a couple more things about the ZR2. It, it only has three driving modes. Interesting. You know how the Raptor has like seven? Or yes, eight? and so does the TRX. Has yeah, TRX too. has like a mind numbing uh, number Baja of. Baja sand, you know. And, and you can control everything. Armageddon. Yeah, exactly. You can control the exhaust system, you can control this, you can control that. This is simplified, but I wonder if it's simplified too much hmm. as far as. Well, maybe that's not the case. I mean. It's, or maybe that is the point. Or maybe. So, so here's. It has a normal mode. Yeah. Just day-to-day driving. Anything. You can even take it off-road in normal mode. I mean, okay. it doesn't care. Uh, it also has an off-road mode. Mm-hmm. Off-road mode, and this took me a long time of questioning, uh, how the off-road mode and the terrain mode that it has, how do, 
in your mind, what is the difference between off-road mode and terrain mode? I think the mapping for the for the uh, acceleration uh, engine system, I should say, perhaps the algorithm changes, and it goes into two different modes, one of which you have to accelerate more in order to maintain power, or it starts off on a different gear. I just don't know which one would be which. So, Am so I that's, right? That's a, yeah, okay. that's, an, that's an issue. Because uh, we're here to kind of explain that, right? Yeah. But if you didn't listen to TFL Talking Trucks, <laughs> uh, it would be kind of not intuitive, right? Mm -hmm. But here's the way it works. Okay. The off-road mode, um, yes, it modifies the transmission mapping a little bit, but it's mostly giving the control to the driver. It loosens up the traction control system, the stability control systems. Mm -hmm. um, you can use it, of course, in four-wheel drive, mm -hmm. two-wheel drive. Um, but it kind of gives the driver the freedom, a little bit more freedom, right? So if you if you do have the skill, if you want to go, you know, quickly off-road, or you know, you can do that. You can slide it around a little bit. You can It'll allow tail uh, out driving without uh, being too intrusive. Exactly. Okay. So that's off-road. Mm -hmm. The terrain mode. It's kind of like the computer wants to take over. So think of the terrain mode as one pedal driving, first of all, mm. like rock crawl mode, right? So it, especially in four low, in terrain mode, um, it just kind of, you push on the accelerator. You know, the Tremor had the similar thing. Yes, and I really started to like that. Yeah, so, and then you accelerate off-road, then you let go of the throttle, and it starts to apply the brakes by itself. Right, it grips. So the, the real cool thing about that, at least with the trimmer, was going up and over a rock, you don't have to worry about using the brake pedal. You basically just slightly tap the accelerator, and it'll just finesse the vehicle up and over a boulder. And if you let off the accelerator, it won't roll back. Yes. It immediately applies the brakes, and it, it creates resistance, which makes it a little easier to modulate as you're going over a rock. Yeah, but it kind of takes, like, at least for us, you and I, because we're not used to those systems, mm, right. uh, kind of switch your brain a little bit, right? Yes. Because uh, I don't know about you, but sometimes I do two-foot driving, right? Brake and gas. Yes, I got you. I do so, too. so for you and I, maybe it requires a little bit of a switch in our brain. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you're maybe younger than us, you're maybe used to one-pedal driving, it's more natural. For those of you who have been to Disneyland, my favorite place on earth... <laughs> Go to Autotopia and drive their cars around or go to a golf range and drive one of their carts because essentially it's the same powertrain. Th that uses one-pedal driving. And you know what else does? Hmm. EVs. A yes. lot of EVs do one-pedal drivers. Yeah. Hummers, but but even something as simple as, you know. Nissan Leaf. The, well, the Nissan Leaf sort of. Yeah, okay, it's, it's okay. not as good as some of the other ones. Anyway, the point is, is that one-pedal driving, I really do think that that could be the future of driving for everything. So the fact that this has it for off-roading is very cool. I'm very happy about that. Yeah. So, and then it does have a tow haul mode. Mm -hmm. So I didn't get the chance to tow with this truck. That that will come later. Yeah. Uh, when well, we, well, we're gonna have put it on the Ike without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's got it. Yeah. It's got uh, so, but what was kind of confusing also for me, you know how the TRX and the Ford have sport modes. Yeah. And they just kind of. You know, in the Raptor and the, and the Raptor specifically, it like opens up the valves and the exhaust system. It remaps the engine and the transmission. As and I it, like to say, it opens the taps. Yeah, it, it's ready to accelerate. Yeah. We use it for drag racing, mm -hmm. right? Well, this guy doesn't have that. The ZR2 does, does not have a special sport mode. Mm. I asked about it. I didn't get a really good answer. But really the answer is 
it is what it is. It's always in the sport mode. You know, it's kind of that character of the truck, mm. but I learned something. Okay. I did a zero to 60. Yes. In the ZR2, in the Silverado. Mm -hmm. And I started out in all-wheel drive mode, right? Mm. You know, it has the all-wheel <clears throat> drive setting. Gotcha. Because I wanted maximum traction. Sure. And I did not turn traction control off. Oh, I, just, okay. I just wanted to try it. It didn't let me to brake torque it too much. It limited my RPM. What about 2000? No, like lower, like really? 1500. Oh, okay. Wow. And I was like, well, this is weird. Yeah. And I accelerated and it didn't feel snappy. It felt okay. Mm -hmm. It accelerated. I'm like, is there any other way to launch this thing? Hmm. And then I tapped the traction control button, boop, just in the middle, mm -hmm. right there on the console. And the whole thing just came to life. Really? So it let me really break torque it to about like 3000 RPM ah, or so. Yeah. And then it just, you know, how kind of pulled yeah. me back at first. It did that. So Did you hold the button down for five seconds or you just, no, you just no, tapped I just, it? No, I just, I just tapped it. Yeah. So, and you know what else has now that secret, I want to call it secret, it's not secret, uh, uh, what's to freedom, WTF mode yeah. in the Hummer EV truck. Yeah, which is supposed to be insane. The way to activate that mode is you do a double tap on the traction control button. Oh, I remember hearing which, that from maybe which, you. Which, which makes it kind of a... A secret code, right? Because, right. Because let's say you had no idea what the Hummer was. You jump in there and you're like, where's the WTF mode? <laughs> you're like, oh, you have to double tap this button. But it's not like intuitive. There's not a button that says W. I don't think they want you to think about that very often with having that option so out it's there. Like, you see what I'm saying? It's yeah. kind of like this mode that only... You know, if you own the truck, you would know, or the enthusiast would know. It's interesting. I'm curious to test out other upcoming GM products and see if that quick tap of the traction control or double tap does something. When or we, something new. Right, right, right. Maybe a character comes out on the screen or something. Yeah, yeah. Or Mary Barra comes out and yells at you if we're going too fast. No, 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 no. Um, so it's an interesting truck. There are a couple disappointments, but for the most part, I'm excited about it. And should I be excited? You know how I drive. You know what I do. Yes. Because you know I bash. So this looks like so a bashy truck. I, I told you I was going at high speed. Mm -hmm. I was approaching an obstacle. And the truck just took it in stride. And I think you would be happy with that. I, I cannot wait for you uh, do, to drive this and uh, for, you know, for you guys also listening uh, to, to drive this as well. I, I think it's a solid truck. Is it pricey? Yes. Yeah. It, could it be better in some ways? Mm -hmm. Yes. But for what it is, at least my first impression, um, super capable off-road, and the suspension is what separates it from the trail bus. One final question, and I, I think I already know the answer. Not a very big gas tank, is it? I don't remember exactly. I Judging by it, the range, because you had it on there. Yeah, uh, I think MPG. it's a 24-gallon. That's and, tiny. And it should be bigger. Like the Raptor can go up to 36 That's gallons. exactly, that's my point. So I think that that might be the most disappointing part of this entire vehicle is the fact that it has really limited range by comparison. I would want a 30 plus gallon tank on there, no doubt. And I, if I had to pay a small premium for it, fine. That I would want. Especially right now, it's like people want extra range so they can find cheaper gas somewhere. Yeah. But then again, if you can afford this, you probably, oh, what does it what? so premium right mm -hmm. but you can run it on 87 if you want technically that's because it's still the same motor yeah so if you open up and i don't have the exact wording but if you open the owner's manual at gm trucks it says highly recommended premium fuel mm -hmm. so 
if you're using lower, it may you may detect knocking. Basically, you know the engine is not super happy uh, with lower octane fuels. So, with current fuel prices, yes, that's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would if I bought this truck, I would be putting p- premium fuel into it because I just want it to work at its highest level. I, I got so you, and I, that's where I would be. You and I are the same. It's just like I'd rather you know take away from my kids' college fund and oh. fill up my car as opposed to it. One thing I really wish, I really, 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 really wish they'd have the diesel available for this because if you think about it, the diesel's torque numbers are very close to the V8's torque numbers. Yes, totally. And the diesel could give you that high range and low end torque, maybe not the speed, but man, I would love to have that in this. I would love it. I would absolutely How about this? Okay. How about this? And this is for coming from me. It's not coming from Chevrolet or General Motors. Silverado ZR2 Bison. Oh. Okay. Oh. With diesel? And boron steel yes. underneath. Yes. Yeah. And, and tubular bumpers. Yeah. No, totally sick. Just angry. So so I don't know if that's coming, but I think it's within the realm of possibility. It's, I mean, they're actually expanding the availability of the diesel engine, mm-hmm. right? They're offering it in more trim levels. Now it's on the trail they're, bus. It's, it's now towing more. Yes. Right? They've, they've included it. So I, I I won't exclude that from this. Okay. Well, Andre, because you are the commander-in-chief of TFL Truck, which is now well over a million subscribers, you can go to GM, put your fist on the table, and say, I demand that you make this with a diesel, and they'll listen to you. And I'll demand the bison. Yes. Well, I'm with betting. The, with the diesel. So you know where that might pop up? What? The 2023 SEMA show. Are you, oh, you mean at the end of this year? Or at 2022, yeah. God, so off. 2022, I know because why, that's I, where the, the original Bison showed up. That would be sweet. Mm. Very sweet. So that's a good reason I know to go. You th- I know where you, you're, you are a year ahead. You're thinking about Formula One in Vegas. <laughs> yes, I am. So. Completely <laughs> off the topic of TFL Truck, Andre and I, when we discovered that the Formula One was coming to Las Vegas, we both were like children, bouncing around, hopping, and I know. oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. We ran into each other's offices and started bouncing around. Yeah, because so. we're going. We're, we're, we're going to find a way yeah. to get there. Guys, right. we'll see you in Las Vegas uh, for Formula One. Yeah, we, we may be on the side of the road trying to claw our way through an overpaid fence or whatever. Because I have a feeling that none of the viewing areas are going to be very affordable or accessible. But it's going to be a nighttime race under neon lights, the way it should be. When I was a little On kid, the strip. Yes. When I was a little kid, I saw the last batch of Formula One in Las Vegas. It was done in a parking lot. Oh. It was a pathetic race by comparison. Everybody, People almost died of heat exhaustion. It was a terrible race. So this new thing, oh, 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 oh it's going to be awesome. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with trucks. I'm sorry. sorry yeah, sorry we, we brought still, up car stuff. But sorry. still, uh, yeah. we're very excited for that. Yeah. And guys. I'm excited about this truck. I will, I'm dying to drive it. It looks really cool. Totally. Guys, so stay tuned for the uh, more videos with the ZR2. Um, ta-ta for now. See you guys. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.